Detective Yvonne Page spends her work days talking to the loved ones of Chicago murder victims. The work is personal for her and vitally important for the city. Page is part of a small group of Chicago officers trying to repair the relationship between the police department and some of the Chicagoans most harmed by the city's violence. WBEZ's Patrick Smith has more. Detective Page says, if anything, she sometimes worries that she over-communicates with the families on her caseload. I don't want to trigger a feeling. I just want to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. She says for some, her calls can be painful reminders. But mostly, people are grateful for any outreach. One time, I called a family, uh, a mother in, the ca- in one specific case, and um, she said, that's odd that you called me. I'm standing in his room right now. And I was feeling overwhelmed. Paige is a family liaison detective, one of about 20 working throughout the city. They are supposed to act as a bridge between families and the homicide detectives working each case. Paige says immediately after someone is killed, their loved ones get a rush of attention and commotion. Police officers and detectives in and out of their home, constant questions and conversations. Then suddenly it all stops. The family is left alone with the grief. That's when Paige and her partner come in to help them navigate this new, horrible reality. You have to understand, this is the most tragic, the most devastating time in that person's life. We put ourselves in their their life. Where can we help? What do you need right now? A common complaint from people who have lost loved ones to Chicago violence is a lack of communication from detectives. They talk about unanswered phone calls, months without any updates. Grieving mothers feel abandoned. I've had so many cases like that, you know, and and then the family will come back to me and say, hey, I can't get in touch with the detective. I'm fury. I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. And we get that. I talk to the detective. They're waiting on DNA. They're waiting on ballistics. So we go in and I say, OK, I see they're waiting on DNA. All right. So I'll tell them that. And they say, OK, oh, thank you. You know, I just haven't. I'm just frustrated. You know, and I say, I know. You know, sometimes I've been on the phone with one person for 45 minutes, just listening. Paige says the homicide detectives working the case are just too busy to put in that kind of time. That's why the liaison unit is so important. For Paige, the work is personal on multiple levels. She's assigned to the west side of the city. It's where she grew up, raised around Cicero and Jackson. She has family and friends there. And she has personal experience with this kind of loss. Her nephew was murdered in 2018 in the western suburbs. I remember back then how I wanted to be treated, how I wanted the officers to call me, the detectives to call me. Paige says there was a lack of communication, and it hurt. I mean, now we can make this situation a little bit more empathetic, you know, for the families of Chicago. Well, I want to thank you for coming out today. I really appreciate it to get some of these models. Late last year, Paige and her partner went to a support group meeting for families of murder victims in the Little Village neighborhood. The meeting was tense. Many of the mothers had lost sons in 2021. Others had been waiting years for justice. All of them had complaints about the way detectives were handling their cases and the failure to catch the murderers. They're just going to get away with it, you know, so it's very frustrating for us to think, okay, so nobody's being arrested. These pieces of crap use my life. In the meeting, it became clear these liaison officers are not just tasked with consoling grieving parents or opening up lines of communication. They are trying to help preserve the legitimacy of the Chicago Police Department in the city's most violent neighborhoods. And the stakes couldn't be higher. Norma Ambrosia said her son's murder and the lack of progress solving the case had her worried about her safety and the safety of her loved ones. It does give you that 
maybe I should, maybe I should watch myself. Ambrosia said she's been telling friends and family to arm themselves, get a gun, and don't be afraid to use it. When you have information about a murder and you give it to the police and it seems like nothing happens, where can you turn, she asked. Who do you tell if you can't tell the police? So you got to be safe. At the meeting, I met Maria Soila Vega. Her son, Christopher Torrios, was shot to death on September 16th, 2021. She's constantly reminded of her loss. I try to do my stuff around the house, but uh, everything that... It's like everything that is in the house remember me, him. Like, um, I don't know, what when I cook, because he always liked the, the food that I make. Everything, everything reminds me him. Everything. During our interview, Soyla Vega tells me there is video of her son's murder. I assume she means it like the other parents here at the meeting, like they are sure the killing was captured by a city pod camera or a business's security cam. But no, she has an up-close video of the last moments of her son's life in her pocket, taken by someone who was there and posted online. She pulls out her phone and holds it so I can see. So this is the video yeah. of the fight? Yeah, yeah. Got him right here, yeah? Yeah. He just pushed the girl out of the wheel side. The video shows her son breaking up a fight and being shoved and punched by two men. Their faces are clear on the video, but no arrests have been made. Soy the Vega says she has watched the video of the shooting itself. I couldn't bear to ask her to show that part to me. I couldn't even imagine sitting right next to this sweet, motherly woman and watching with her the murder of her child. But the video is still online. It shows the men throwing her son to the ground, punching him. Then one of them pulls out a gun and shoots her son in the face. The Chicago Police Department did not answer questions about why the murder remains unsolved. It's very hard, but uh, when I see the video, it's, it's, I got mad, I got angry, and I want justice for my kid. Mothers like Soyla Vega get comfort from compassionate officers like Detective Page. But what they really want is for their loved one's murders to be solved. Deputy Chief of Detectives Rachman Mohammed says the department has been improving its dismal clearance rate. I spoke to him in December in his office at police headquarters. So at this point, we're at approximately uh, 376 clearances uh, for homicides, which is the most that we've had in, in over 15 years. So that says to, to me that the detectives are out there doing their jobs. Most of the murders solved last year actually happened before 2021. Now, a murder solved is a murder solved, and obviously it's good for detectives to be clearing homicides from past years. But it means that so far, more than 600 families who lost someone to Chicago violence in 2021 are still waiting for justice. It means even though she is good and hardworking and dedicated, ultimately Detective Page will only be able to offer so much relief. And the fear is it could mean more people like the woman at the meeting, the one who is telling all her family and friends to get guns, the one who is starting to think the police can't help, and so citizens need to be able to deal with the violence themselves. Patrick Smith, WBEZ News.